Welcome to the Urban Church Podcast. If you would like more information about Urban, please visit our website at lifeaturban.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the message. Turn in your Bibles tonight, if you would, John chapter 14. I'm going to read to you five different passages of Scripture tonight, and uh, we're going to start our new series called The Comforter, and we're going to talk about that tonight. Basically tonight, uh, what I want to do is I just want to begin to set up what we're going to talk about over the next several weeks, all right? And uh, so we're going to do that tonight. John chapter 14, and uh, then we're going to read out of John 15, out of John 16, and then a couple other places. I'm going to read these first three passages to you out of the American Standard Version, which is on the screen for you in case you don't have that version with you. Okay? The reason I want to read this translation to you is because this one uses the word comforter. And so we're going to talk about that tonight. John 14:26 says this, But the comforter, even the Holy Spirit, other ones say I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in whose name? Jesus. This is who's talking. He shall teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Okay? How many of you guys wish you'd have that when you're taking a test or, you know, you're with the review with the boss? You know, what do I need to say now? Come on. John 15, 26 says, But when the Comforter is come, who's the Comforter? The Holy Spirit, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall bear witness of me. Who's me? That would be Jesus. Okay? John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I, Jesus, tell you the truth. It is expedient or it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Nevertheless, it is to your advantage. This is Jesus talking. It's to your advantage that I leave earth, I go, and I'll send you the Comforter. Who is the Comforter? The Holy Spirit. Go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And I'm going to read this out of the English Standard Version. Genesis 1, starting in verse 1. This is in the, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. In the beginning... And God was creating things, and it was kind of formless. It was kind of chaotic. It was kind of like, what is that? What do we see in that? In the midst of that, we see the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, hovering over that. Revelations 22, last one I'm going to read, all the way to the back of the Bible. Revelations 22, verse 17, talking about Jesus coming again, coming back for the church, the the bridegroom coming back for the bride, Jesus coming back for his people, and there's somebody there bearing witness to all this. Revelations 22:17. The Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take the water of life without price, let them come. We see the Spirit, the Comforter, in the last Four verses of the whole entire Bible. We see him at the beginning in Genesis hovering over the chaos, and then we see him at the end at a beautiful, beautiful wedding between Jesus and the church. Going to talk to you about the comforter. Let's pray. God, we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you that your word is so amazing. I pray that your word, God, would speak to each and every person tonight. 
Lord, you know where each and every one of us is at. And so, Lord, I pray you would minister right to their situation, their circumstance, God, their, their season of life. Lord, make it so real, so fresh, and so relevant to them tonight. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Comforter. Uh, I want to talk to you about this tonight. And towards the end, uh, you'll begin to understand maybe more why it's so on my heart. But I believe this, I believe that all of us are in a season, all of us are in a time, it doesn't matter if we're dealing with financial difficulty, it doesn't matter if we're dealing with a relational struggle, or maybe fearful about something, or uncertain about a, a season of life you're heading into, or, or maybe it's just some insecurities that you have. Okay? I believe that we all need a comforter from time to time. Maybe you'd sit there tonight and say, well, I don't need one right now. There's going to come a season in your life when you're going to need the comforter. And so we're going to talk about the comforter tonight. Who is the comforter? The comforter is the Holy Spirit. We see it right here in John 14, 26. It says, but the comforter, even the Holy Spirit. Other ones say, I'm speaking of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit. So who is the Comforter? If you look at it, it's a capital C, all right? It's naming somebody. The Comforter is the Holy Spirit whom the Father sends as Jesus leaves. The Comforter is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Here we believe, according to the Bible, that God is, is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All of them you can distinguish, but you can't separate, okay? You can't, you can't say, okay, this one's God and that one's not. No, together they are God. You can distinguish who's doing what at what time, even as you read through the Bible. Okay? You can see when Jesus walked the earth. You can see God working in the Old Testament. You can even see the Holy Spirit working at times in the Old Testament, but especially in the New. Okay? So the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead, the third part of the Trinity. You see the Holy Spirit right in the beginning at Genesis. Okay? He is there involved in creation. As you read on, there's this discussion that goes on, and the Bible says this, let us make man in our own image. Who is us? Us is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Us is the Lord Jesus Christ. All three involved in every part of creation. Not only was he involved in creation, but he's involved in, in the plan of redemption. He's involved in it right now as you sit here. It's often said this way, that God, the Father, planned the plan of redemption or the plan of, of us being saved through the cross of Jesus Christ. So God made the plan. He planned that thing. The Son, Jesus, He's the one that paid the price so that we might be saved. But Jesus said this in John sixteen seven. It's to your advantage that I leave, because if I leave, then I can send you another, another comforter, Okay, a helper, an advocate, okay, what's he going to do? He's going to produce the results of the plan. God the Father planned it. Jesus the Son paid the price for it. And here we are, Christ the Holy Spirit. He is now producing the results that we see on the earth today. How do we know that Jesus isn't here? Because the Bible says that Jesus has ascended into heaven and he's seated at the right hand of God the Father. The Comforter, capital C, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. That's the comforter, okay? There's something you have to know that, that in the Bible times that, that people got their names not just flippantly. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm going to name you Frank, okay? And I'm going to name you Sally, all right? Names were very symbolic and very specific, okay? Not just to people in the Bible, but to God as well, okay? When we hear that he's 
Jehovah Jireh. What does that mean? He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Where does that come from? That comes from a story about Abraham who is going to sacrifice his son Isaac out of obedience to God. And they go up the mountain and he's about to sacrifice his son and God says, hold on, stop, don't do it. The Bible says that Abraham turns around and what does he find? He finds a, a ram caught in the thickets. And so he takes that ram and God says, that's your substitute. That's what you're going to sacrifice. And that's where he became known as Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Okay, so he's known as Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Why? Because he is the provider. He doesn't just provide, but he actually is the provider. Okay, we know him as Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Not because he just brings peace, but because he is peace. Okay, so when we talk about the comforter tonight, we are not just talking about something He does for us. We're not just talking about something He brings to us. We're literally talking about who He is. Are you with me? He is the comforter. Now, I have up here a beautiful white comforter. If you look too close, it probably looks dirty. Okay, but it's my daughter's. So, I have my daughter's comforter here. And it doesn't just bring comfort. It is a comforter yes you guys are brilliant it's a comforter okay now i don't know how they named this i don't know how they came I, personally i believe that they made this blanket filled with down and someone put it on they're like oh this is so comfortable and somebody's like you know what we should do well we should name it a comforter okay this is a comforter okay now here's the thing though the only way that that comforter brings comfort to you as if it's on you, all right? Okay? We are living in the day, the hour, the age of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Okay? God's in heaven. Jesus is sitting next to him, living to make intercession for us. Who's here? Who's the one that actually lives in us? It's not Jesus. And you probably heard my wife talk before about her testimony. And like, people are like, hey, do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? And she's like, how do I do that? You know, how does Jesus get inside? Okay? It's actually not Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that indwells you, okay? Are you with me tonight? So it's the hour, it's the day. This is the time that the Holy Spirit, Jesus said it himself, man, I'm going away, but I'm going to leave you the comforter, the Holy Spirit. Now here's the thing, is I could be in the same room with that beautiful white comforter, okay? And I could be sitting here, and, and let's pretend it's a cold winter night, and the fireplace is broke, the heater's broke, okay? And you're out of hot chocolate. And so you're sitting there, and you're like, man, it sure is cold, you know? Wow, I'm freezing, world, you know? Wow, that's a nice comforter over there. Just reaching out and touching the comforter isn't going to make you warm, okay? Not going to do it for you. It's going to feel nice and soft, okay? But, but it's not going to do anything for you, okay? You know, you could reach over and wipe your nose, whatever, but it's not. The only way that that comforter is going to bring you warmth or bring you comfort is as you get the comforter on you. Are you with me? Okay. I thought about walking around with this wrapped around me, but then people might be like, it's weird. Anyway, 
The only way that it's going to bring me comfort is if, is if I, I, I grab or I allow that thing to get on me. And then once it's on, wow, this is comfortable, man. This is, this is keeping me warm. Can I tell you something? The same is true with the Holy Spirit. The same is true with the Comforter. We are in the hour, the day, the time of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, and you are dwelling in the same time. You're in the presence of the Comforter. But can I tell you something? He is not going to be effective in your life. He is not going to do it unless you open up the Bible says in Revelations chapter 3 that Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. And if you anyone to open up, then I would come in. Are you with me tonight? Okay? So this is who we're talking. The comforter, he wants to bring you comfort. He wants to bring you warmth. Okay? He wants to be a part of your life. But the only way that happens is if you open up and allow him to come in. Holy Spirit, the comfort. So know this, as we talk about, we're not talking about just something He brings to you, we're talking about something He is. Here's what we've got to understand. We can all bring comfort to people, okay? Or we can try. You can come and maybe you come and walk into a situation and you walk into that situation, you hear someone talking about something that they're going through, and you can tell they're devastated, you can tell they're hurt, you can tell they're walking through something, and you being a good person, you want to bring them comfort, okay? And so maybe you sit down and you start talking with them, and all of a sudden they open up a little bit, and they, they share about their circumstance, their situation, the thing they're dealing with, and, and, and so you sit there and you listen, and now here's what you do. All of a sudden you open up your mouth and you begin to try to comfort them with your words. Now words can sometimes bring comfort, okay? But here's the thing. When you're sitting in that person's shoes... Words sometimes have absolutely no effect whatsoever. Why is that? Because you, you're not feeling what they're feeling. You're not attached to the situation that's causing the pain in their life. You're not a, are you with me tonight? And so you do your best to bring comfort, but a lot of times it doesn't happen. Here's the thing. It's totally different with the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Because when He comes along, He's not bringing an outside input. He is literally inside of you. He's a part of you. He indwells you. So he feels what you feel. He's going through the same thing. You're going. He feels the pain. So now when he comes to come, he's not just bringing you something. He is something. Are you with me tonight? We need the Holy Spirit. We need him because I'll tell you what, you can have someone write out on paper a great game plan. Y'all been there before. You ever find yourself in a situation, you're just like, man, I do not, and someone comes up and they write out, well, here's what you need to do, and they draw it out, and you're like, yeah, that looks great. That's awesome. Great. But sometimes that just doesn't cut it. Are you with me? That's why he said this. Look, Jesus said this. Look, I, I, I was your teacher. I brought you truth. But when the comforter comes, he's going to lead you and guide you in all truth. Are you with me tonight? Okay. He's the, he's the comforter. He is the one that brings you comfort. Who is the comforter? He's the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, involved in creation, involved in the plan of redemption, and involved in, in inspiration, the writing of the scriptures. You see it throughout the New Testament. He, it, this word in these, in these three passages, John 14, 15, and 16, the word is this. The Greek word is paraclete. Okay. 
Now let me just tell you what that is. It's one summoned, called to one side, especially called to one's aid. One who pleads another cause before a judge, a pleader, counsel for defense, legal assistant, an advocate, one who pleads another's cause with one, an intercessor of Christ in his exaltation at God's right hand, pleading with God the Father for the pardon of our sins in the widest sense, a helper, aider, an assistant. Okay? Other, other versions, maybe rather than using comforter, they, were the use, they, they use the word helper or advocate. And, and those are correct too, but the most widely used one is this word comforter. Why comforter? Why is this the one that Jesus used? Why, why is comforter the one that Jesus chose to use? Well, first of all, he wanted to use something that people could relate to. Not only that, I believe this, I believe he knew what they were going to walk through. But not just the disciples, he knew what you and I were going to face someday. He knew the pro- Am I the only one that's ever had a problem in here tonight? Okay. He knew that you were going to walk through some difficult seasons, some difficult times, some difficult circumstances. And because he knew that, he said, you know what, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell, he could have chose anything. But he said, I'm going to tell, I'm going to leave them a comforter because that's what they're going to need. They're going to need a comforter. Okay? So he says, that, 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 that's what, you know what, I'm going to send you a comforter. Think about this. Now think about it in the, in the eyes of the disciples. Man, they have just walked with Jesus for three and a half years. They've seen him do miracles. They've seen him all, in spite of all the things they've seen. Not only that, Jesus was the one they came to. When they hurt themselves or maybe they were grieving about something, they ran to Jesus, and Jesus was the one that comforted them. But now Jesus is saying, hey, look, I'm out, but I'm going to send you someone better. It's to your advantage that I leave. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, the comforter. So why the comforter? Because this is the day, the age, and the hour of the comforter. And I think that we need to somehow understand who the Holy Spirit is more. Here's what I've noticed. I've noticed this from time to time, and I've come from non-denominational, charismatic background all my life, pretty much. And when I talk to somebody, and, and I begin to talk to them about church, and they say, well, what kind of church you got? Oh, it's a non-denominational. And they'll, they'll begin to ask about questions about the Holy Spirit. And if we begin to talk about the Holy Spirit, something automatically starts turning in their mind. And they start thinking. Now, maybe you're new to this and you're like, oh, I've never heard anything. That's fine. But some of you know what I'm talking about. They start thinking automatically something when the Holy Spirit comes, comes up. And they start thinking, you know, maybe about a past experience. Yeah, I was at one of those churches and, man, I just don't want to get knocked over on the ground, you know. And <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Someone's going to start running around yelling and, you know, and they're going to speak in that weird language thing. And I, just, I don't know. Okay. See, some of you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Here's what I've discovered, okay? The other day, actually, in case you didn't know this, was, was San Diego Pagan Pride Day. What is that? We're still trying to figure it out, but. Got this email that said, man, you know, if you, if you want to pray about this, they're having San Diego Pagan Pride Day, sure, you know, let's, you know, in Jesus' name, no more pagans, okay? But I thought, I wanted to investigate it a little more. What's San Diego Pagan Pride Day, okay? And so I went on their website. And on their website, I saw this. I saw that, that they, they, they were talking about their little program they did yesterday. And it was all really about witches and warlocks, okay? Now, the minute I said witch and the minute I said warlock, you automatically had an image in your mind. Black hat? 
Are you with me, broomstick? Come on, somebody, be honest with me tonight, okay? Okay? When I say warlock, you, you, you think of you know, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, right? Like, oh, yeah, okay? Some image automatically pops into your mind. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to, was, it was like from 9 to 5 yesterday, and I thought, I'm going to drive by there, and I'm just going to check this thing out. I'll be honest with you, I was a little curious about what's going to be going on up there, okay? They talked about little chants they're going to be doing and circle things and all this stuff, and I was like, I'm just going to drive by and check it out. So I drove by to check it out, and I was happy to see that there weren't that many people there. I didn't know what to expect, because, I mean, on their website, they're going to have millions of people, you know, and everyone's a pagan, and so anyway... <laughs> I, was, so I, I, I drive by, and there wasn't that many people, but they were doing some weird stuff, whatnot. And as I'm driving up there, though, I'm thinking to myself, am I going to see somebody in a black hat? Am I going to see some warlock walking around with some, some robe on with a little, you know, whatever, you know? I literally had this going through my head, okay? You know what? I got up there, and all of them had black hats. No, I'm just kidding. I got... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Black cats running everywhere. And anyway, just kidding. It happened. I got up there... And guess what? They looked like you people. Oh, oh, you know, I know, shocker, right? But my mind was just racing like, what am I going to see when I get And I got there, they're just like, you know, okay? See, so here's what they were doing. They, were, they would be stupid to wear black hats and look like Gandalf, you know, okay? That was the beard. Okay? They, they would be dumb. Why? Because nobody would go. You know, everybody would be like, oh, freaks, you know what I'm saying, Okay? Okay, well, you know what we need to do? We need to demystify the Holy Spirit in the church. Okay? As the church, I, I think sometimes, you know, we automatically think Holy Spirit and we're thinking people falling down and, you know, people getting crazy. Woo, you know what I mean? Okay? <laughs> A little cheerleader move. But you know what I see in the Bible? I see Him as the comforter, I see Him as the helper. I see him as the one that comes along and aids people in situations and circumstances that they themselves... This is the Holy Spirit. So we need to begin to somehow change people's mindsets because if we don't, they will miss out on who is really with them right now. Are you with me? We need to, we need to know who the Holy Spirit is. He's the comforter. It's, it's, it's his time. It's his, and obviously, you know, don't be mistaken, man. The, the enemy doesn't want you to know him as that. He would rather you think of him as like, well, you know what I'm saying? Because then you're like, whoa. But I mean, who doesn't want a comforter? I mean, look how soft and squishy it is. You know? Everybody needs a comforter. Okay? Holy Spirit, the comforter. Hmm. He's the one that comes. Here's the thing is, is God, he's the one that planned the whole thing. Okay? Father. And you've got to think about this for a minute. We are created in his likeness and his image. Not just God, not just Jesus the Son, but Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're created in their likeness and their image. So we get our sensitive side, ladies, from Him. And the more sensitive side, as you read the Bible, is the Holy Spirit. Okay? Dads, I mean, we're... we're let me just put it to you this way. The other day, Faith... I, I told Faith, Faith, don't run. She's five years old, actually going to be five in a couple months. I said, Faith, don't, don't run in the house. Okay, Dad. Five seconds later, what's she doing? Running in the house. She comes running out, hits her foot on something. <laughs> Starts bawling. There's no scratch or anything, but I need a Band-Aid. She comes to me, Daddy, I need a Band-Aid. You know what my reply is? That's what you get for running in the house. If you wouldn't have been running in the house, that would not have happened. Stop running in the house. I mean, she's bawling, she's Band-Aid. I'm, I'm sitting here lecturing her, okay? 
That's a good dad. <laughs> I, what do I want to do? I want to fix it. Well, if you just stop running in the house, you know, that wouldn't happen. You don't need to band-aid, suck it up, okay? My wife, on the other hand, comes out with this big trash bag of band-aids. Baby, how many do you need, you know? And all the sympathy in the world just gets poured out on that little foot, okay? <laughs> that's the Holy Spirit. Th- that's who he is. He's the one that comes. Are you with me tonight? And leads you and guides you and carries you into all truth. Listen to me. Truth is a great thing. I love it. Love the Bible. It's true. Okay? But can I tell you something? There are seasons in your life where, where, where just knowing the plan and knowing what you're supposed to do isn't enough. I mean, there are times when, when people will come and they will just lay it out for you. Okay? No, this relationship is not a good one. Here's why. X, Y, Z. Okay? And you can look at it and you totally understand X, Y, and Z. And you're right. That's great. Totally agree with you. But I, I can't do it. <laughs> There's times when we need more than just words. I mean, think about our, our economy right now and everything that's happening. And, and they come and they lay out this great plan and everybody's like, that's awesome. I don't even understand what you're saying. I can't even write a billion. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. And people look at that. They don't need more answers. They don't need more truth. They don't need more words. What they need is they need a comforter. Because it's, it's like that band-aid. And I, I can't get ahead of myself because then I won't have anything to talk about next week. But, man, I don't, I don't, I need, I need comforter. It's like this. I mean, the Bible is truth. Okay, and if you don't believe that, just bear with me. Okay? The Bible is truth. Man, it is. The Bible says, man, on the rock of the word, of, I'm going to build my life. Man, it's solid. It's firm. And, man, it's awesome. But I have a hard time doing it sometimes. I know I'm the only one. Okay. And I, I like to look at it like this. It's like the truth is the bed. And you know what, man, if you're going to get a good night's sleep, you've got to get yourself a nice mattress, right? You ever slept, you ever slept on a junky mattress? Yeah, maybe the one you're sleeping on now, you know? And it's just you wake up and your back's hurting, okay? It's the worst, man. There's nothing worse than trying to get, and you wake up more, in more pain than when you went to bed. Anyway, <laughs> thank God for Advil. The truth, man. You've got to get a firm, solid mattress or with a pillow top, whatever you like, okay? But you get that. But how many know you go to bed and you just lay down and there ain't no comforter on you? I know it's not very, very comfortable. Everybody, even, here's the weird thing, especially, I, I don't know, I, I shouldn't say all women are like this, but it seems like a lot of girls are like this. And I know my wife and my two daughters are. It's like, it could be like 110 out, but they still need a comforter. Ladies, be honest. It's your security blanket, okay? So we can have the truth, but you know what? Sometimes we need, we need a comforter. Two pillows, 
man, just to be able to pull that up over, okay? That's the Holy Spirit. The truth of the Word of God, amazing, awesome, but I'll tell you what, man, there are some times when, when trying to do the truth, I just can't, and what do I, what is the, he comes and he leads me and guides me in all truth. Now, here's the thing, you know, it's, it's, when I go to sleep at night, I might have that comforter over me, but all of a sudden I wake up, because I'm, I'm kind of cold, I'm like, oh man, I'm chilly, and I, all of a sudden I wake up and the comforter's off. You ever had that happen before? You kicked it off, right? And what do you do? You, you immediately look for it, and you, oh, there it is, and then you, you pull it back up, and you're like, oh, and you go back to sleep, okay? Or you look over, and your wife stole it all. I'm trying to get it back from her ain't that easy sometimes, Okay? Anyway, okay, there are seasons in your life, I know you're living according to the truth, but there are seasons in your life when you feel like, man, and, 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 and maybe you've kicked the Holy Spirit off, maybe you've kicked the comforter off, but man, you'll come to that place where you're like, no, I need, I need, are you with me tonight? I need the Holy Spirit. I need, because you know what? The game plan sometimes isn't enough. I need someone that, 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 just, that just sits there with me and, and feels with me and, and can understand with me. And, and doesn't, here's the thing. They don't even have to say anything. It's like this. It's, has anybody ever been in that situation or that circumstance where, where they, 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 they're sitting with somebody and they're talking about something that's going on in their life and it's very painful and it's very real? And, and, and you're talking with them, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's cool, you know. Yeah, th- things are looking up. And you can sit there, and you can have that conversation. But all of a sudden, they, they, they come over, and, and they just kind of put their arm around you. And they, they pull you in. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you just start bawling. They don't say anything. No words come out of their mouth whatsoever. But just that feeling of having some, they don't have to say, that's what the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, does. Jesus is the truth, man, he's the Word. Holy Spirit, he comes and he just surrounds you. Doesn't have to say a word. Just, sometimes words are the last things you need. Why, why the comforter? For me, personally, I, I just walked through and still walking through probably one of the most difficult seasons of my life. June 23rd of this year, I got a phone call. June 22nd was Father's Day. Called my dad 7 a.m., woke him up, loved on him. June 23rd, the very next day, I got a call at 10 o'clock from my mom. My mom was very, very frantic on the phone, and I, I know that voice, and she says, Ben, I need you to pray for your dad. He's fallen, and I don't think he's going to make it. Totally took us off guard. Never saw it coming, and, and so I do, I do what I'm supposed to do. I stood on the truth. I stood on this right here because, after all, I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm a faith guy. I do what I'm, this is what we're supposed to do, right? I mean, no, this is the Word of God. And I, and I stood on the Word and I started quoting every scripture I knew. And I started praying with my mom on the phone. And, and I started saying things like, you know, the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, man, dwells in Him. I, I speak to my dad to rise again. And man, I, 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 started, I started doing what I knew to do. I knew the truth. As I'm praying with everything I have, 
speaking all the words I know. Mom says, Ben, i got to get off the phone. The paramedics are here and they have questions for me. So we hang up, and I'm left to call the rest of the family to tell them what's going on. Time goes by. I can't get a hold of my mom. I'm calling her. I want to know what's happening. I'm trying to stand in faith. He's going to make it. Hour later, find out that he passed away. 24 hours earlier, I was on the phone with him. Now he's gone. In those moments, words mean nothing. In those moments, and I know people mean well, and I know they're, they're trying to bring comfort, but in those moments, oh, he's in a better place now. Shut up. No, he's not. He's not here with me. Oh, well, you know, he, he's in heaven with Jesus Christ. Listen, I, I don't need the theological truth of where he is. I, that, that, that does not help me at this moment. Because I want him here with me. I was just with him on the phone yesterday. Never, it's not like there was years of sickness and disease that, man, it's going to... Yeah, sure, he had some complications. He was 70-something years old. Nine. Going to celebrate, celebrate his 80th birthday on August 26th. God. Can I tell you something? In that, that, that moment, all the words in the world don't help. And I tell you this, I would not be making it through this season if it wasn't for the Comforter. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit not trying to speak some theological truth into me. Hey, well, you know he's in heaven. Holy Spirit understands. Doesn't say a word, just comes and wraps himself around me. Doesn't say you're going to make it. Doesn't say it's going to be okay. Says nothing. And just allows me to be angry. Allows me to be upset. Allows me to cry. Allows me to grieve. It's the Holy, that's the Holy Spirit. And people say, you know, oh, well, Ben, you know, you'll be together in heaven. You know, one big, you know, you're going to be a family again in heaven. No, you're not. We will all be a family in heaven, sure. But he will never be my father ever again. Will I see him in heaven? Absolutely. But he'll never be dad to me again. In those moments, I'm so thankful that Jesus knew you're going to need a comforter. That's what I'm going to send you. Jesus is the Word. The Word was fulfilled on the cross. So I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to send you another plan, I'm not going to send you another covenant. Something you have, now I'm going to just send you the comforter who will pick you up, carry you through that moment, carry you through that grief, that pain, that agony, 
that uncertainty, that insecurity. Genesis chapter 1. God had created something. But it was formless, it was void, it was dark. But guess who was there? The Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Spirit was hovering over that chaos. The midst of that dark, vast void of nothing that was being created, there was the Holy Spirit hovering over it. And then we read in Revelations twenty-two seventeen, we read now that, that, that the culmination, the most beautiful picture, Jesus coming back for us. It's this beautiful wedding scene. And who's still hovering over? The Holy Spirit. Genesis 1, he enters the chaos. 66 books later, he's still there. But it's no longer chaos. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's complete. It's lacking nothing. Genesis 1, he shows up on the scene, surrounds himself around humanity, around creation. And for 66 books of the Bible, he, he is seen surrounding himself around humanity, around the nation of Israel, around the disciples, around the people of God, until we come to Revelations 22, verse 17. And there he still is, bearing witness to the very thing he started back in Genesis 1. I don't, I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know what chaotic moments you're fighting tonight or facing tonight. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like me and there's been something that has happened and there's some pain and there's some grief and, and the last thing you need is to say, have somebody say, hey, it's going to be okay. Really? I think about my mom. Married for 51 years. And her life of 51 years is snatched away like that. I can't look at my mom and say, Mom, it's going to be okay. Because so I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it's ever going to be okay. Sure, when she gets to heaven, there comes the theological truth. But I know this. There's a comforter. And in those moments when the pain is so great that you don't think you can make it, he comes, he enters, he surrounds you, doesn't he just carries you carries you maybe maybe it's a financial situation maybe, maybe it's a, a relational issue maybe, maybe it's just fear about the future the holy spirit the comforter wants to surround you I do my, my, my best as a, as a pastor and what I'm supposed to do, bring the truth of, of God's word. And man, I want to motivate and I want to encourage and I want to build up and say, hey, man, life is good and you're going to make it. Sometimes I just need to shut up and let the Holy Spirit just come and do what he does best. Where are you at tonight? What, what, what are you walking through tonight? What pain are you dealing with? You can leave the comforter sitting over there. Or you can open up your life. Listen, I would not be making it through the season. My mom would not be making it through the season if it was not for the comforter. My family would not be making it through this season. People that were close would not be. But you're probably going through something too. 
but I can't imagine not having the comforter. So I just got to allow him to embrace me, wrap himself around me, and, and, and when this isn't making sense to me, he will. God, we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you that your word is so true. But Lord, even in those moments, God, when we don't understand it to be true, God, when we don't believe it to be true, Holy Spirit, you're there. The comforter. Lord, so many, so many new faces here tonight representing so many different struggles and circumstances and situations that they're walking through. Lord, I pray more than anything tonight that they would just open up their heart and allow you, the Holy Spirit, to come and fill them. To be their comforter tonight. To be their comforter in this season of that thing that they're facing. 